the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, November the 7th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On November 7th, 2013, shares of Twitter, the social media platform, went on sale to the public for the first time. By the closing bell, the social network was valued at $31 billion. Elon Musk had paid $44 billion for it. Today in 1917, Russia's Bolshevik Revolution took uh, place. Forces led by Vladimir Lenin overthrew the provisional government. One of the interesting things that came out of the Bolshevik Revolution is the Marxist ideology people had believed and counted on the fact that the Bolshevik Revolution would displace people from their countries and their various local areas and that they would not necessarily want to go back and rebuild their lives, the people that came to fight in the war and that survived. And um, they were counting on that to realign uh, the social structure of human existence. That didn't work out the way the Marxists thought it would. As a in matter of fact, the the men who came to fight that war and were involved in the war, as soon as it was over, they went back to their homes and re, and kind of rekindled their own nationalism or their own patriotism to their own communities and their own little country, whatever that happened to be. It was really a miserably failed experiment in social reconstruction, I guess you would call it. And, you know, any time the left tries to restructure what has been a norm for a long time, they miserably fail, and a lot of people pay the price for it, unfortunately. The reason that some things have been the way they have been for quite some time is because they work. The system works. That's not to suggest that we can't come up with new ideas and implement them. Certainly we can and should. I mean, Airplanes are better than horses if you're going traveling across an ocean. A lot of progress can be made within the confines of the norms that have been set originally by God himself when he created mankind, like a family unit and so on. So that's I, I hear I hear these and I read a lot of news uh, for this program, of course, and I look at a a lot of it and I I see constantly they're always talking about progress, making progress. Barack Obama, I was watching his speech. It was hard to watch, really. I mean, he's a good communicator, but boy, he's off the left. I mean, unbelievably so. I'd forgotten because, you know, he hasn't been in the, the Oval Office for a few years. He's been out becoming a he, – he and Michelle have got to be worth several hundred million dollars. And um, anyway, he's getting very active now politically. And just, you know, keep an eye on him. I mean, he, he's, he's 
very um, skilled at presenting his false views, and they're really, really fractured views. Uh, he's coming out of a classroom where there aren't consequences about talking and doing certain things. But when he brings them into the real world, people get hurt and people lose. And that's what happens under leadership and influence of people like Barack Obama. Joe Biden is the same. He's just not, certainly not the communicator that Obama is. But nonetheless, that's what happened in this um, in this Bolshevik revolution, it, it it just didn't accomplish, it didn't make progress like the leftists thought that it would. Today in 1940, Washington State's original Tacoma Narrows Bridge became nicknamed as Galloping Gertie. It collapsed into the Puget Sound during a windstorm just four months after opening in traffic. Tom Reed, who owns the ACN station, his dad was a physician in Tacoma, and as I understand it, Thomas told me the story, but I believe that his dad was the last person to get, I mean, got the last pictures of the bridge as it was kind of galloping in the wind and ultimately broke apart and fell into the into the water below. But I think, I think his dad got the last pictures of that. They were published pretty widely, and no, I was not around in 1940, but I've seen the pictures historically and um, very interesting pictures nonetheless today 1940 the narrows bridge fell into the water you always think about that when you drive across the new one but the new one's great today 1944 president franklin d roosevelt won an unprecedented fourth term in office defeating republican thomas dewey today in 1972 president richard nixon was re-elected in a landslide over Democrat George McGovern. A lot of people wondered, including myself, wondered why he got involved in in water in that whole Watergate thing when he had just won, in 1972, he had just won a landslide victory by the vote. He didn't have to get involved in that stuff. I mean, I don't know, everybody that has ever discussed that or written about it has wondered, why did he do that? Why did he allow that to happen? And he apparently knew about the Watergate thing. He knew something about it for sure. <clears throat> but anyway, that happened today in the election in 1972. Today in 2001, the Bush administration targeted Osama bin Laden's multi-million dollar financial networks, closing businesses in four states, detaining U.S. suspects, and urging allies to help choke off money supplies in 40 nations. And today... In 2020, it was a sad day for America. Democrat Joe Biden was, was said to have clinched victory over President Trump as a Pennsylvania election pushed Biden over the threshold of the 270 electoral votes. Trump, to this day, has refused to concede. I happen to believe that there were some extreme irregularities in that election. I have spent a lot of time studying facts and looking at pictures, actual pictures of people transporting ballots in boxes and 2 and 3 a.m. in the morning and kind of coming in the back alley sort of a thing. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. I, I, I certainly didn't support Biden, voted for Trump, 
But taking Trump out of the equation, it's very troubling to think that any election in America could be skewed to the point where it could cause one candidate to lose and another to win in the presidency. I know people go to prison for wondering out loud what I'm wondering. I understand that it's happening as we speak. Anybody that has aligned themselves with the idea that there may have been some a pretty good amount of, of skullduggery going on in the last election, some of them who have been very visible are being sentenced. And sometimes you have to stop and wonder, is this America? I mean, how does this happen in America? If you if you are in if you dissent in any way the narrative of the power people on the left, you you could face you could face legal consequences. Not just being scorned by friends who disagree with you, but by the legal system itself. And if they can if they can get Trump, what can they do to people like you and me? I mean you have to ask yourself that if they disagree. Blaze Media put out this morning, Glenn Beck's uh, organization. They put out a story this morning, documents shred, uh, shed new light on Fed's collusion with private actors to police speech on social media. They said reveal, uh, the, the, the lead to the story says, reveal extensive ties between a Stanford outfit and a DHS in an election integrity partnership that flagged thousands of social media posts to platforms for censorship. It disproportionately targets the right. That's what I'm talking about. I haven't read the whole story. I just saw the headline pop up just a few minutes ago before we came on the air. But that's that's what we're facing today. There is this undercurrent of dishonesty and corruption. And we must be strong in times like these. In fact, the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6, Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. In fact, in Psalm 27, verse 10, the Bible says, When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Even if it gets so bad that you feel forsaken by your own parents, God is there, regardless of the circumstances. Don't be discouraged. Be encouraged. It is horrible times that we're going through. No question about it. It's horrible. And it isn't just about the political aspect of it. That's a part of it. But they're horrible times because of what we're doing to our country and to our families and to our communities. We are dismantling America as we have known it all these years since 1776 when we fought the war and beat the strongest army on the planet. Great Britain, the English. It is changing. These people are changing our country. They're making it into something that our founding fathers did not know, nor did they dream of or envision. 
the pilgrims that came to the shores, the first ones, saw a city on a, a shining city on a hill. They saw an opportunity to share the gospel. This is all in in the writings. It's in the books. It's a fact. Bradford and all these guys, that's what they were talking about. It's a great opportunity for freedom of religion and to reach the world and to share the gospel and so on. And we did. But now we are in this quagmire of so-called progressivism that is so regressive and so destructive it's just unbelievable what America is allowing itself to do and allowing to happen in our country. For the mountains shall depart and the hills shall be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee, Isaiah said. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that hath mercy on thee. Perilous times in which we live, but greater is he that is in you and me than he that is in the world. I want to talk to you about a story that's developing right now in the news. There are a few news organizations that are all over this. There are some that are standing back. They don't really want to get involved in it, but they'll have to. And the mainstream media, I'm talking about more conservative-leaning news organizations, the mainstream media, ABC, NBC, and CBS, and that, CNN, they are are waiting because they, they don't like the way this story is developing. And so they're going to wait, and they're not going to report on it unless they have to. I, I'm just telling you, I, I've been there, I, I've seen it. But yesterday, we learned what motivated the Nashville transgender school shooter, this Audrey Hale, a woman who identified as a man. Remember that? It was back on March 27th. I talked about it on this program, of course. This, this, this woman who says she's a man... She went to the Covenant Presbyterian School in Nashville on March 27th of this year, murdering six people, including three children and three adults, and her heroic, the heroic police officers killed her before she could kill any more innocent people. You may remember at that time, and I talked about this because it was very curious to me, at that time, they were asking for this, she had written this manifesto, so-called manifesto, it was just a bunch of pages, but it was her manifesto on life. And I said then, and I've said since then, and I've wondered about it, and I think many of you have too, and I want, that's why I want to talk about it a few minutes this morning. What did that manifesto say? What did she write in that? And you say, well, who cares? I mean, she's dead, these people are dead, let's move on and grieve and, and so on. Well, we do should care. And here's why. The manifesto has very carefully been kept from, from the public by the authorities. There have been at least five that I know of. There may be more, but five uh, demands or, or requests uh, for FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, for FOIA uh, requests to, to see the, these pages that she had written. Because that the fact that she was a transgender, quote unquote, I mean, there's no transgender, it doesn't exist, but for lack of a better word, because she was a, a person who thought she was a 
different sex than she really was. They've kept this under wraps. If that would have been, if that would have been a conservative, if that would have been a Christian at a an abortion clinic, which it has happened once that I recall at the moment, it would have been all over the front pages. New York Times would have run a full story, a long story, all about it. What led this Christian, this this nationalist, to do this and so on? I mean, there would have been no end to it. But they centered this whole story around this. And I kept wondering, why why won't they put this out there for the public? I mean, we have a right to know. What's the deal? Why did she go shoot these people, these little kids at a Christian school? Why did she shoot the adults that were there, the teachers and so on? Why did she do that? If there is papers that she wrote about it, why can't we see it? Well, so that's been going on ever since March. And I've been kind of following it all of a sudden. Now, somebody, <laughs> I'll tell you who it was at the moment, somebody got a hold of some pages from that soap manifesto or that stack of pages that she'd been writing on. So that's what I want to talk to you a little bit about today. This is an overview of what Hale wrote in her journal. The manifesto, so-called, Detailed thoughts Hale had leading up to what was referred to as Death Day, as well as a timeline in which the shooting would take place. The reason we need to know this, you say, well, Gary, I I don't know if I want to know all of that. Well, we need to know this because in the context, this is the kind of culture we live in. And this is why it is so important that we are be informed, because if we are not informed, we will be misled. God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge and lack of understanding. And we need to be understanding of the culture in which we live. If we are to be salt and light in the culture, if we are to have a dynamic influence on the culture by living and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, how can we address that if we don't even know what's happening in the culture? That's why I'm... I've been in the ministry my entire adult life, and I am still astounded at people when they say, you know, I don't want to know what's going on. I don't care. I don't want to know anything. I'm not responsible for it. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm only one person. And I'm thinking, did you ever read the New Testament? Because that's what it's about. It's about Jesus Christ, God becoming flesh, the Word becoming flesh and dwelling among us, dying on a cross and resurrected from the dead for your sin and my sin. And the reason we should know what's going on in our world and and be aware of it is not that that's the most important thing, but the most important thing is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if we are going to take that gospel to a darkened, confused, screwed-up world— We should know a little bit about the world and what's happening out there. Paul did. And when he went to Mars Hill, he knew what those guys were all about. When he made his sermon about the the unknown God, he said, I noticed that you have all these gods. And he said, yet I see this one here, the unknown God. I'm here today to tell you about that unknown God. Oh, really? Yes. That's what I'm talking about. We need to understand our world if we're going to be Christians who 
have an influence on our world. And if we don't have an influence, we should pray about it because that's why the Lord died and rose from the dead. Not just to save us, but to save all people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that all of us could hear the gospel and we could respond and we could be forgiven and saved, transformed, redeemed by the blood of the lamb. That's what it's about. So anyway, this over overview on this journal, so it's just a bunch of pages, but we'll call it a journal. Manifesto, so-called. It detailed the thoughts that Hale had leading up to this death day. Audrey Hale claimed she was a man. She wasn't. Audrey Hale said these. This is an overview. Can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm ready. I hope my victims aren't. I hope I have a, a, a high death count. Kill those kids. These are quotes. These are her writing. In fact, I wrote an article about this today on our website, faithandfreedom.us. And there's some pictures of some of these pages in the article we published today. She said, kill those kids. Another phrase she wrote in there, she said, going to fancy private schools with those fancy khakis plus sports backpacks with their daddy's Mustangs and convertibles. She wrote, quote, want to kill all you little crackers, bunch of little faggots with your white privileges. There were several times I could have been caught, especially back in the summer of 2021. She said, it might be 10 minutes tops. It might be three to seven. It's going to go quick. On and on she goes. So questions have been swirling at the time of the shooting. Red State published this back on March 27th. Red State said, the more we learn about the school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee, the worse things look. The shooter's now been identified as 28-year-old transgender man, i.e. actually a woman, who goes by he, him pronouns. And further, law enforcement has revealed she wrote a manifesto that they have recovered. More details are coming out. This was Red State, March 27th of this year. More details are coming out, and this sure looks like it was a far-left terrorist attack. The transgender shooter shot up a Christian school just weeks after Tennessee passed a bill banning child mutilation under the guise of gender-affirming care. Remember that. they had The state, Tennessee, had just passed this bill, stopping this nonsense of mutilating little kids after they've indoctrinated them. To, to, to further make the case, this Luke Rosiak, according to Red State, says that um, Tennessee passed a bill banning children mutilation under the guise of, to further make the case, Luke Rosiak is now reporting that left-wing activist groups have been calling for a trance day of vengeance. This is March 27, a few months ago. Rosiak said the group specifically called for vengeance in Nashville. In the pages reviewed and corroborated, by this mug club undercover, the group that actually obtained some of these pages from the manifesto, Hale said she hoped to have a high death count and wanted to, quote, kill kids with white privileges. This is what they've been guarding for all these months since last March. They didn't want the public to know this. 
Red State came back yesterday with an article that said this this would seem to confirm that the shooting occurred due to ideological hatred towards the children who attended it, the school. Hale reportedly represented or resented her devout Christian family and the fact that they wouldn't affirm her identity as a transgender. What they had told her, according to what I've read and what I've seen in some of these pages that I've been able to look at, what I think she's referring to there is that the the, the parents are, were devout Christians, are devout Christians. They told her they profoundly disagreed with her choices and her lifestyle. They did not believe that God made a mistake in in creation, and they told her that she could not cross-dress at home. She was living at home. So she didn't like that. They didn't berate her from what I've seen, but they would not affirm her in the way that she's used to the world affirming her. We have gone ballistic crazy. We rush out these leaders in cities and states around the country, the leftist group. They rush out and they almost worship these kids Little girls who say, well, I'm a boy now. Yay, all these guys are out there with their big plaques and their bald heads, you know. And I mean, it's crazy. That's what she wanted from her family. And they said, you know, no, we can't affirm this. We love you. We can't affirm this. And you're not going to do this in our home, but you can live here. That seemed to be one of the real linchpins behind her commitment to herself and to Satan to kill these kids. The Daily Wire says this morning, they came out just before I came on the air just a few minutes ago. They said the so-called manifesto of the shooter has been the subject of dozens of FOIA requests over the past seven months. They said the leak includes three pages that they know of at this point, but the shooter reportedly left hundreds of pages of writing. The Daily Wire says the documents reported left behind the shooter's vehicle include her desire to kill crackers with white privilege. We talked about that a moment ago. Another page says kill those kids. These crackers going to private school with these fancy khakis and sports backpacks and their daddy's Mustangs and convertibles. She then directs a tirade of profanity at children, they said, with mops of yellow hair using a gay slur. One page shows the shooter's planned schedule for the killings and the hope that she would have a high death count and that God would let her her wrath take over her anxiety. These are the words of a very confused person just before she killed innocent children and adults in a Christian school. According to the court filing, she has written at least 20 journals, a suicide note, and a memoir, most of which were recovered at the crime scene at her parents' home. While such writings are typically released shortly after a shooting, the Daily Wire says this morning, just within the hour, the Metro Nashville uh, Police has refrained from making any of the shooter's writings available to the public. We're now finding out that the parents were asking not to release these. The parents of children in the school were asking not to release this because they were afraid there would be some kind of a reaction to this. But while the local police have been working to keep this out of the sight of the public, 
the National Police Association, the Tennessee State Senator Todd Gardenhire, and a gun rights group have filed a suit, a lawsuit, for its release. So there's more on this story to come. A group of more than 60 Tennessee House Republicans have also called for the shooter's writings to be made public. Thanks for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.